What's up, peeps? I'm Mike. And I am Matthew. That's not your name. You're right. We've opened like this before. Have we? Yes, and I've said Matthew, and then you went, that's it, not your name. Fine, we'll try like, again. You did hold the on, hold exact on. same thing. Hold on, hold on, let's try again. Okay, okay. What's up, peeps? I am Michael. And I am Maticus. And we are the Pink Gold Friends. A kiss. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Pink Gold Peeps. We're a podcast about 220-somethings talking all things Nintendo. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm great. You want to know why one of the reasons I'm great, Mike? Why is one of the reasons you're great? It's because we got a new editor, so I can say whatever the fuck I fucking want, and I don't have to fucking worry about it anymore. I hope you gave him that track of me saying profanity. Oh, I fucking will. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so uh, friend of the show, Rob, we've been on a couple times, uh, is our new editor. Uh, we also want to say up front that uh, because Rob's editing, we're trying some new audio software. So if this episode sounds a little different vocal-wise, that's why. It might sound a little tinny. Yeah. But, well, we're going to fix it. It's yeah, gonna, next, It's going to get kinked out. Yeah, this week we're doing one. Next week we're doing another. It's going to be great. Um, but, Matt, what have you been playing? Um, when was the last episode? Last episode you talked about dead cells three times in the episode. Well, I could do that again. Oh, me. no. Uh, probably not to the extent because like after you start playing Dead Souls, it's not it's not like that the game itself is more of the same, but like there's nothing else to say yeah. about it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's still great. Like. I'm still fighting new things. Um, in one level, uh, one level that I've gone through plenty of times. Today I noticed something I hadn't noticed before, and I was like, oh my god, that's how I do this thing that I haven't been able to do. And I was like, I can't believe I finally figured that out. And like stuff like that comes up, which is really cool. But um, start playing Monster Hunter. Ultimate. No. Monster World? Hunter World. I was about to say. PlayStation 4. Yeah. And I like it a lot. I haven't done a lot in it yet, but Rob and I play, we played twice, I think, now, and I enjoyed what I played. It was very tutorial-y. I think I played for maybe four hours now. Didn't fight a monster, right? <laughs> no, I fought, I fought two big monsters. Okay. But I am still in the tutorial-y section of the game. Yeah. It's a JRPG. Well, um, it's also like a very weird JRPG. Yeah, game. it's it's a very unique J- all Monster Hunter games. They're a very unique kind of JRPG. There's, yeah. there's no game really like Monster Hunter, I think. Yeah, there's there's no game that's like just keep throwing your head at the wall. Yeah. Like just and w- what's the point to get better gear to throw your head? Well, at the wall I mean, there are, there guy. are games like that. There are games where the whole point is that grindy kind of aspect. Yeah. But just the way that Monster Hunter is built, I don't think there's many games in just that like game. that. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it's it's one of those games where you're grinding for gear and loot and stuff, which I am not the biggest fan of a lot of games like that. But I don't know. This game, like, the gameplay itself is so much fun that that hasn't really hit me yet. And I've also only played for four hours, so yeah. I mean, ten hours later, that might hit me. I don't know. But oh. Geralt's coming to the game on February 8th. So That's even cool. if that does hit me, it's not going to matter. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I... I... I've only played a little bit of Monster Hunter, and it's like, if you have somebody, like you have Rob, somebody who does know the game a bit, that really helps. Right. And then also, like you said, the world is interesting. So even when you're, like, grinding for gear, and like you're looking for the right plants, but you know what the plants look like. It's not like, oh, I just got to keep opening random chests until I find the thing right. I need. It's like, it's consistent in itself, which I think is 
one of the reasons that it's so right. popular. And when you're world. when you're looking for a monster, there are things you can do to track the monster. Yeah. And once you get enough of those, then you can just open your map and you can see the the monster's the location on your map, and then you can just tag it. So then you can just follow. And these little like uh, they're called scout flies, or basically fireflies. They will lead you to the monster. That's cool. And it's like, all right, I can just I just go straight there and I can get the thing. Yeah, I need to start playing Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which was the one one before Monster Hunter World. And I've heard they're both right. good, but like. Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate is more the traditional, like what the other ones were like, where Monster Hunter right. World was like, we're going to try to make this a little bit, not just Japanese would, people want to play this okay, game. Okay, so I wouldn't say drastically, but it is... They changed like, enough more, things. It has more Western RPG elements. Yeah. What, I, what I've noticed, at least. That's but what I've heard. It's, it's still very JRPG. Yeah. It's really good. That's good. And you just been playing those too? Um, I've played a little bit. I don't even know if I talked about Red Dead last time. You talked about how, last time you talked about it, you had said you'd played about an hour of cutscenes. Oh, really? Okay, well, I've definitely played more now. Oh, okay. I've, oh, yeah, because it was that Thursday that we played. Yeah, so I've played maybe four more hours of Red Dead, and I am really enjoying Okay, so the game starts incredibly slowly. Like, you, you are on a horse or you're in a caravan for a lot of the time, and I, like, I took good. a Snapchat and I awake. sent it to my friend. I was just like slowly in this caravan, like walking to or riding to a town. And you know the uh, the episode of Fairly Odd Parents where they go to Escalator World. And like, yes. when do we get to the ride? <laughs> this <laughs> is the, the ride. ride. And I, I did that with an, with a section of um, Red Dead Ride. I was <laughs> in a caravan and no one was talking to each other. They're like, when do we get to the game? This is the game. But um. <laughs> I mean, because a lot of games do that heavy traveling kind of thing, and a lot of the time, it, so like God of War does that a lot, where you're in a boat a lot of the game, and you're, not a lot of the game, I shouldn't say, but there's a portion of the game where you're in a boat, and you're going from place to place across the sea, because the whole game other, right? really ta- really takes place in the sea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, Kratos and Atreus and some other characters talk to each other in the boat, and they tell inter- interesting stories that make you interested in what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's like Final Fantasy XV in the car. Yes, exactly. That game does it too. Uncharted Four does it, where you're in a car for one one level. There's a big, it's not an open world, but it's like a condensed open world. This one level, mm-hmm. and you're in a car, and Nate and Sully and his brother talk to each other a lot. Have you played? You haven't played any of the Tales, like the older Tales games, like the GameCube one. Tales of, like Tales of, yeah. No, yeah. Well, they have. I don't know if the new one has it because I haven't played any. Tales of Berseria does have every now and then you press triangle and it'll and it'll, like do like a little squares. Little cut like, scenes. Is it cutscenes like little like squares for their faces? No, it's their it's their full illustrated portraits. Oh, okay. and they have different emotions and yeah. they're fully voice acted. So the older ones in the Tales of games did something similar. Where you press the button, it was like little like anime squares with their just like their upper halves on them and it had all the emotions but it was all, it wasn't voice acted because i mean at that point voice acting you know 300 of those things would probably be a bit too expensive for right. a gamecube game to do um actually by the way tales of Vesperia came out today and like i really want to play it yeah. I, I really like tales of symphonia though which is the one right. before the one before it mm-hmm. um and they have no like narrative connection but i think isn't i think the one i've played that i just adore um, the new one, right? The Tales one of Berseria is a prequel to... Vesperia? Vesperia, I think. I don't know. I, all I know is that Tales of Symphonia had a sequel, which was fine. I, I, I played it and I enjoyed it, but it was fine. It was not a good JRPG. Right. Which hurts, because it was on the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much everything I've been playing. Okay. Um, I've been playing kind of the same things as well. So first, I've I've if you go on Twitter on the Pink Gold Peeps Twitter, you'll see that I have completed my quest. I got nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine Poke Dollars, and I bought Roxy the Eevee, the crown. It's so cute. I'm so happy. I was just grinding against green, blue, and the Elite Four. Congrats. I love it. She looks adorable. Um, it's still fun. <laughs> I also became the uh, the master executor trainer. So I'm hoping... Cool. Like, I don't play a lot. Like, I only play, like... If I'm playing something digitally, I'll usually leave Pokemon in my cartridge slot. And I want to level up my team, like the team I play through the game with, minus my Golem plus my Beedrill, to level 100, or just a high enough level where I can beat four more Master Trainers and get to fight against Red, because I still haven't fought Red. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of want to do it. <laughs> I also want to level up my Melmetal. I was so happy. I brought a Melmetal. I finally got one, and I transferred it into Pokemon Let's Go. It's like, okay, it's got like 2,500 CP. It's a legendary Pokemon. Caught it. Level 25. I'm like, come on! Does, well, I mean, you know, Pokemon Go, the internal design of it, Pokemon Go up to level 40. Oh, okay. I did and not know usually that. in... So the way Pokemon Go works is that there's a hidden stat, which is their level, and their max level in Pokemon Go is level 40. And usually when you catch legendary slash mythicals, that hidden level is level 25. Okay, that makes more sense, because my Zapdos was also level 25. Yep. Okay. So that makes more sense. I, I, I'm less angry about it. He's huge, by the way. Um, metal. Sure, I know. I've seen pictures of him. But I want to level him up, too. Because, but it's like a bummer because the master trainer for Melmetal just says, show me a Melmetal with, like, 8,000 CP. And I was like, oh, that'll be easy. It's not. Nope. <laughs> but I've been playing a little bit of that. And I've, right now, the main thing I've been playing, though, is I've been playing a lot more uh, Child of Light. So the game, like I think we said last time, the game's like, maybe 10 hours long. Which yeah. sounds about right. Yep. I have to be nearing the end. I have to be. What's the most recent thing that happened? So I'm at the part that I just didn't want to spoil for our group, but am I pretty close to the end at this point? Yeah, you're pretty close. Okay. Well, pretty there, close. there's a chunk left, but you're relatively yeah. close. I think I'm on chapter 8 or chapter 9 yeah, at this point, and I think close. there's 10 chapters, which is what I assumed. I think but... there's more. I think there's a little more than that. Really? I think there's 12. I, it's, huh. I played the game in 2014, so I'm probably okay. wrong. But... Um, I'm enjoying the game. I'm kind of like, kind of what I said last week. I was like, the combat system's good. And it's like, I'm happy the game's kind of short because I think it's it would be bad. It might overstay its welcome a little bit. And I'm kind of getting there, but I'm kind of not. Because at this point, one thing I really liked, and I complained about this last time, is about how I had gotten three characters. I would gotten the Golem, which is one of the DLC characters. I had the Rubella, who's the uh, Jester, and then the main girl. And I was bummed because you couldn't have three people at once. Now... Three people at once, I could do it. It wouldn't be too super complicated. But the one thing I do like about this game is the party switching system. So when when you when your turn comes up, you know, you have all the options. You can do items, you can do attacks, you can do flee, but there's a party option. And when you click on party, it allows you to switch to any of the characters that you have, which I think total at any time you can have a max of seven, which is a lot yeah. of characters. Mm-hmm. Like I did not expect it to be seven characters to play. But then you also get to pick who you're switching between. So like if I'm using uh, Aurora, the, the main character, and I say, oh, I don't want Rubella on my team anymore. I want the Golem. I can click on her turn, party, switch to Golem, and then the Golem takes Aurora's turn, even though Aurora is still on the battlefield. 
which is something I really like because despite only having two people, it feels like you kind of have all seven at once. It's not like, you know, like a Paper Mario situation where like, oh, I'm going to spend all of Mario's turn switching into another party member. Or right. if I'm going to switch out, I have to like, you know, know that I'm going to basically miss out on my turn because I'm switching characters out and in like in Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And it makes it feel like it's very easy to switch in and out characters. It's like, oh, I want to bring this guy out because he makes it so this person is uninterruptible. So I'm going to use that ability to make that person uninterruptible. Then I'm going to switch him out on the other guy's turn to a character who uses really powerful magic attacks, but they're going to, if they get hit, they get interrupted. So I'll switch to them. They'll use a powerful magic attack because the other team is like not about to hit me. And then I'll go with the other guy and I'll be like, I'm going to use the attack that makes it so everybody has to hit him. So that I just sit there and he's, not getting interrupted because he has an uninterrupted ability. He has his own ability that's being that makes him be taunted. And my main guy is just dealing out all this damage with giant lightning strikes. Mm -hmm. And every character feels just unique enough that I feel like I'm using everyone at some point. The only person I feel like I'm not using a lot is the Golem, who is a DLC character who didn't come in the original version of the yep. game. But he's still really good. I mean, he's like he's really slow, but he hits like a van, and he has a bunch of abilities that allow you to slow down people or stop them completely. So it's it's good. I'm ready for it to be over. Yeah. Not in a mean way, but I'm like, this is good. This is a lot more than I was expecting. I'm really enjoying the storyline, the the artist the, the artistry in the game is just amazing. I love how everything's like like there's like a hand drawn yeah. background and then the like the animation, like the actual like, you know, the the things on the map you can interact with. They're not as pretty, but they still stylistically kind of go with it. It's very children's pop-up book I style. Lo I love the art it style. It is very nice. And the music is Beautiful. really good. Beautiful. The other night, I was hanging out with Sarah, and I didn't want to play Child of Light because I wouldn't be able to play it with the sound on. And I was like, I'd rather yeah, you I'd rather can't not. play that game without the sound. Yeah. So the music's really good. Um, I'm really like, enjoying also the fact that the equipment system is so simple. It's like you get these gems, and you just like match them up. And you can, like, make a bigger gem if you mix three of the same color. Mm -hmm. Or if you mix the three primaries together, you get white. And if you mix any of the two primaries together, you get, like, secondaries. And if you mix all the secondaries together, you get onyx. If you mix the white, the diamond and the onyx together, you get spinal, I think it's called? I don't know what it's called. It's, like, this weird gold-looking one. But it's very simple because everybody, all of them do the same things on attack, defense, and, like, miscellaneous for every character. So it's very easy to switch them around, which I really like. I remember there was there's one boss, I think it was like midway through the game, it's like a three-headed dragon. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite part of the whole game. Really? I just I just thought that boss was so interesting. See, I like the three-headed dragon because when you when you get the golem, there's like, those you know, those little like winged snake guys? They're very early on in the game. They're just like the, the snaky boy with yeah. wings. There's a really big one, and I was like, oh, I should probably fight him. And I couldn't beat him because I didn't want to use the golem. And then I realized when I was walking, like, beating, like playing later, I was like, you know, I probably should have used the golem. Because, like, I had just gotten him, and he probably was good against that boss. So you get the magic user, the little, like, gnome guy. Yeah. Right before you fight the three-headed dragon. And I did. I was like, I'm not going to make this mistake again. <laughs> and I found that dragon boss to be really, really easy. Because right. I was just like, oh, I hit the red one with the water spell. I hit the green one with the, light, with the fire spell. And I hit the blue one with the lightning spell. Yeah. But he was really enjoyable. Because <laughs> I felt like I had, like, figured it out. I was like, ah. Oh, I see. I'm an idiot, and this is how I'm supposed to play <laughs> video games. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I, just, I don't know. I love yeah. the game. I, I'll, I'll definitely have beaten it by the time we talk again next week. Mm -hmm. But right now, it's. I'm really happy I'm playing it. I hope it 
doesn't lose me near the end. Because at this point, I don't know how much else it can throw at me. Not saying that means it's bad, but it's like, okay, it's time to start, you know, wrapping it up, which it seems like it's about to. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Yeah. Um, one other thing, it's not part of the news, but I wanted to share something with you. So we're recording this today is um, Friday, 11th. January 11th, which, if you know, is the release date of po- uh, not Pokemon, <laughs> not Pokemon U Deluxe, Su- New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. And I picked up a copy of it for me and a copy of it for Matt. Matt, I want you to just hold the Switch case and just tell me if something feels weird about it. Like, feel the case. There's something, something like, different about it. Because it's a little harder, maybe? No, no, no. no. What is this? What's this? You feel the weird lip? Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. I just wanted to bring that up because I was, like, oh, opening it. No, there's, like, a lip on the edge of the case, like, on the whole length of the case. It's not, like, super important, but I was like, huh. That's weird. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I don't care, but, like, is 2019 going to be the year of the little, like, edge cases? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people were complaining they couldn't open the Switch cases. <laughs> like, I, can, I don't know why else we wouldn't have had this be a thing. I've got a game from 2017, a game from 2018, and a game from 2019. And the uh, first two don't have the lip. This one does have a lip. But, okay, okay, okay. But these ones have the little inlet, right? They have the little inlet that lets you open them easily. Yeah, but that one has it too. Is it just not as deep? No, on this that one, one does not have it. Doesn't it's have got a... it's got a little curve. Oh, it's got a curvature. It's got like that little curve. That's like, classier. Wow, what is the point? Is it though? Well, I feel I like know. I don't. I... Okay, this the lip, the lip reminds me more of like a VHS. Yeah, well, it looks like to me it's more like a like a book. Like I can open this from the top, which I cannot do in a regular case. I try oh, to open. Yeah? I cannot open it from the top. <laughs> As you can tell, there's not a lot of stuff to talk about if we're talking about opening switch cases, which you cannot see on the podcast like this. Anyway. Um, hey, did you see that interior art? Yeah, I did. Because good games have interior art. Look at Shut Dead Cells. Does it have interior Wait, does Dead Cells? Yeah, it does. I told you. Good games have good in- have interior art on their switch cases. Oh, no, didn't you just play a good game? Wait, what was the last game that you bought that didn't have interior art? Katamari. I was very upset you about it. You love that game. Though. I know, but like, what's my one knock against Katamari? It doesn't have interior box art. Oh, shut up. <laughs> that's not the game's fault. It's that's not, the, but you've the package. That's my one criticism of Katamari, that it doesn't have interior box art. Okay, that's well, not a testament to how good it but is. But if you bought it digitally, that wouldn't even be a criticism. Yeah, so I should have bought it digitally, because then I would have had no criticism. I am so <laughs> mad at you. All right, let's 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 start some news. Yeah. Spoiler alert, there's not a lot. Well, Matt and I are going to talk about the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> we are We're going to talk about the Nintendo Direct. We're going to talk about the Nintendo Direct that happened the past two days on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, my favorite, so my favorite tweet that I saw was the, um, someone took the little logo from the Nintendo Twitter and put it on the meme, like, look, I am the Direct now. <laughs> <laughs> It was my favorite one. I was like, that's great. Because if you follow our Twitter, you'll see that we tweeted out about, if, you ever, if you're ever sad and you want to laugh, just go to Twitter and type in hashtag Nintendo Direct before an announcement is supposed to happen. It's really funny. I read some great things. We were talking about the smartphone that was coming out. Um, the guy who tweeted out that it was coming on the 9th. And then he responded to that, I'm sorry, my thing was wrong. It's at 9 a.m. on the 10th. And then today he was like, it's at 10.30 today. And then he hasn't responded to that that yet. And I'm like, it's great because Nintendo knows that 
you know, we usually have a January Direct, so we're, we're used to seeing it. And they didn't. It's not here. <laughs> it's not here. All right. It's okay. So before we talk about the news, it's it's not coming. It's no. not going to be in. And so here's the thing. I think people have been thinking about it all wrong. I mean, myself included. Ourselves included. Yes. It's not. It's not that there is a January direct. It is that there is a least popular month in gaming direct. Yes. To fill the void. And this month, or this year, that is not January. Yeah. January is not the month of no games. That's yeah. February this year. February far, doesn't have anything going on. Yeah, because... Except for maybe Piranha Plant. Well, because, I imagine that Piranha Plant... I think... Well, now, here's the other thing. I oh. think they're also saying, I'm going to hold it back. We're going to hold it back so we can have that... Piranha Plants live at the end of this direct. That's what I was going to say. So Piranha that's Plants the, live today. Reason. It's To me, it's like, like Matt said, because of Kingdom Hearts coming out. Well, I mean, that's the other and, thing. Among other games, it's like January isn't super quiet, and Nintendo's year-end is March. So they just want to have the direct before year-end. Right. So they have March and February, uh, February and March. And I don't think they'll use both of them. Like they'll use probably February. I, I, I think, bet there but. will be a February one, and I bet there will be a April and May one because there's usually a March one. I bet the May, the the March one will get moved back to April and May. Yeah, or maybe they'll have like a well, mini direct. Also, Pokemon usually takes up some kind of announcement in May. Yeah, traditionally, and, and they're not specifically Nintendo, but they Nintendo says, "Okay, you do right. your thing." So I bet there might be a Nintendo direct in April and something Pokemon related in May. In May, but uh, and that that would catch them up, and then E three would catch them up. Yeah. But um But yeah, so they announced like what, yeah, no, four I, release dates? Yeah. On Twitter? They announced four release dates on Twitter and it's like, all right. And they showed off more gameplay for Travis. Yes. Well they've been showing that off all month, which is kinda cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um I don't think I again this is the game that I'm waiting on reviews before I even What, Travis? Yeah. I, I, I'm probably gonna get Travis, but I haven't watched any of the gameplay. I I, I saw some like eight out of ten high sevens reviews of it. Okay. I'll watch, and for me, I'll probably buy it used or on sale. Mm -hmm. But if it's good, it's good. And I mean, there's a good January game coming out. I mean, new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. There is, is... in fact, a good January game coming out. Yeah, well, on the Switch. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe is bad, but it is a port of a game that if you had a Wii U, you probably owned, right? Because yeah. it was this one was I, a launch title. Honestly, game? I did own it on the Wii U, and I think it was one of the few games that I had on the Wii U that I sold back. Wow. Because. I don't want to say it's boring. I think it's a very good game. It's a 2D Mario game. But it's, yeah, exactly. It's a 2D Mario game. You could um, you could live without it. So many people have already said it in their reviews, and I, I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to come up in my review of this game as well, because it did when I played it. It didn't when I played it on Wii U, but it did when I... Okay, so I played... <laughs> let me start at the beginning. I played this game on Wii U. Yes. I was like, all right, that was really cute. Infinitely more fun when you play with friends. Mm-hmm. And then you played Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. And you're like, this is just a better 2D game. It's just it's just a better yeah. 2D platformer in every Did way. you play Luigi U? I never played Luigi U. I've so heard I it's really fun. For that. Yeah, it's like, I, I think I said this on the podcast. I played the original New Super Mario Brothers, but that's the only one I've played. And I like 2D this Mario one, games. Like, I also, I'm also, I think, given the benefit that I didn't own a Wii U, and not that I didn't play this game, but I didn't play Super Mario Maker, which I feel like is part of the reason this game gets a bad rap. Because when you're playing Super Mario, like... Super Mario Maker came out, it's like, which if you had to pick one on the Wii U, which one would you have picked? Super Mario Maker. And, like, some of the levels people made in Mario Maker were really cool. And that's not saying that this game is bad, but this is very traditional Mario. And that one was traditional Mario, but either cranked up to 11 in difficulty or, like, really cool, fun things that people did. So, I'm not saying this game is bad. I don't think it gets a bad rap, but it's, like, it's, it's the worst 
Mario 2D game, but it's no, still good. No, I think this is the best new Super Mario Bros. Oh, it is? I don't. I, I know very I've, little about this game. I've played all of them except this, the 3DS one, and I would say this is the best one. Okay. Um, but after I beat the game once, I was like, I'm never going to touch this again, and then I gave it back. I get that. Um, but that's not the game we're talking about. We're talking about games for release dates. Yeah, that's right. So let's start. So Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn got a release date of March 8th. I am pumped. I will not be picking this game up because I played it as a kid on the Wii. On the Wii, right? It's on the Wii. Yes. And then when my sister was old enough to learn how to play video games, we played this game a lot with her. It's and a it's good got game. New stuff. It, I know it has new stuff, but like I have played this game enough times that I will, and I have enough games that I want to play that Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn. I'm good. It's. It, I think it's a good game. People should play. It's a simple game, but yes, it's it a good is. game. And uh, I think people should pick it up. I want an excuse to actually turn on that 2DS that I bought. <laughs> so I literally haven't turned it on. Oh, gosh. I almost bought one the other day myself. Really? Yeah. I mean, again. They're if, so pretty. If you don't have a game to play on it, I'd probably recommend not. Because I spent I spent $200 on that thing, and I have not turned it on. Yeah, I'm waiting. <laughs> um, the other one, this is one I'm actually pretty excited about. Yoshi's Crafted World got a release date at the end of March, March 29th. So... The more I see him on this game, the more I'm actually kind of excited about it. I'm, so, like, I'm going to play through the whole thing with Alex. So excited. That's it's like, my roommate from college. The, when I saw, like, okay, it's another Yoshi, a 2D Yoshi game, I was like, okay, whatever, sure. But it looks like there's just, every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, there's a little bit more going on there's here, just, isn't there? There's so much charm in those games. Yeah. I, I mean, starting with Crafted World, there's so much. Wait, is this Crafted Yarn? This is Crafted I meant Woolly World. Woolly World There is good. so much charm. It's the same thing. I mean, Extra Epic Yarn is the same way. It's just that charm that the game had right. that makes it so fun to play. But this one also, like, with the going back through levels, it looks mm-hmm. like they're going to make those a little bit harder. And I'm hoping near the end of the game they have some real challenging levels for, like, you know, more veteran players. Like, you know, the Kirby concept, as I call it, you know? Right. This game is fun and easy. Do you want to play the boss battles where all the bosses have 800,000 health and you get die in one hit? Mm-hmm. Do you? <laughs> it's Kirby! <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm excited for this game. And I think it'll be a good filler. You know, I mean, like, Kirby Star Allies, you know, it was it was fine. I really enjoyed the game, but it was the same release time around March. And uh, I enjoyed yeah. playing a game like that. Well, I, I wonder if they're going to do a Kirby game every year. Because, I mean, recently there has been about a Kirby game every year. Because, you know, we had Triple Deluxe on the 3DS, and then we had Rainbow Robo- Curse on the Wii U, and then we had Robobot on the 3DS. And then before and that. And then we had the Battle Royale game on the 3DS, and then we had Star Allies on the Switch, and now we have Extra Woolly World. Extra, extra Woolly World? Extra Kirby's Epic Extra Woolly World? <laughs> That's not even Crafted World! <laughs> no, That's... it's Woolly World. It was the it was the Wool Yoshi game. But it was on the Wii U! Yeah, I know. <laughs> I like the Wii U. Sue me. Kirby's, Kirby's Arts and Crafts Adventure. I, I, um... Speaking of Arts and Crafts Adventure, are we going to pay for Mario game this year? Let's do it. Um... Two other games that got announced, and I don't think that we're going to have to talk either of them in much detail. Uh, Final Fantasy X and X-2 is coming out April 16th, and Final Fantasy XII is coming out April 30th. I I have played through both X and X-2. Uh, two turn-based JRPGs that I've actually played through, and this is when Mike interrupts me and says they're not JRP, they're not turn-based, they're time-based, or some bullcrap that he says. I, I haven't played Final Fantasy X, I don't know. Well, they, they've got that timey oh. aspect, not quite like Final Fantasy VII, but a little bit. I'll, I'll, try, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know um, how I feel. But 
I think ten is great, and I think ten two is boring. Really? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll play ten. <laughs> well, I mean, ten ten two's problem is the story is just stupid. So it's like a bravely second situation where like the gameplay is so good, the story is just like. Eh. Yeah, probably. I mean, here bravely default the story is about saving the world. I mean, and bravely second the story is about saving the world from aliens. And I'm not <laughs> kidding. Do you know what? Do you know what happens at the end of ten? No. You don't? No. Are you serious? Yes. Like, you straight up don't. I, I know nothing about the game. I know about how there's that one cinematic that people use out of context to make fun of Final Fantasy X or JRPGs in general. And I know that it has a sequel. And that's oh pretty God, much what I, I know about Final I can't believe you don't know what happens at the end of 10. No, I don't. All right, never mind then. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to drop it. Okay. Well, it's good because it comes out April 16th. And for me, as a tax accountant... It's like a gift. It's like, hey, busy season's over. April 15th has been passed. Here, take Final Fantasy X. Go die somewhere and just play this game. And take mm-hmm. some time off. It'll be good. We're also going to be crying because my family's going to Italy. Oh. They're, they're leaving the 10th. They're like, can you get off? I'm like, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, so, yeah, it'll be good for me. I'm excited. But they also said, and this one you told me, they said the guys who made Bravely Default are making a new game. Yeah, well, there was. They said so on the Twitter, on Bravely Default's Twitter. They were yes, like, new game in development. I'm so and excited. So, some people were like, "But we're not sure if it's a new Bravely Default game or if it's a new game by the same developer." If they posted it to Bravely Default's Twitter, it's a new Bravely Default. Plus, game. they've only like, made on. that that subset of a studio because it was part of Square Enix, and now I think they're their own thing. Mm-hmm. They've only made Bravely games, <laughs> so I well, don't know. If that's the case, honestly, that would make me un- a little bit less surprised if it's not a Bravely Default game. I would, what my hope would be, like in my ideal world, it wouldn't be a Bravely Triple. It would be a new game with the Bravely Set Default in system. That world. No. Oh, no. Part of the reason I didn't like the sequel so much is that in the first game, okay, here's a little bit of spoiler. If you don't like spoilers, skip like 30 minutes, 30 seconds ahead. In this game, you traverse around the world multiple times. Like you come, you go to the same areas over and over and over again plus you get an airship early on okay spoiler over because of the things i just said the world gets a little samey right the sequel is the same exact world nothing like things have changed but the map layout is basically the same and that that was the one thing that bothered me i was like oh well like that's a little lame you know when you when you when you walk into the overworld of an old style JRPG, you're like, there's so much to look at. Where maybe there's a secret cave over there. Maybe there's a town behind this giant pillar. What is on the other side of those mountains? And it's like, oh, I already know. Mm-hmm. So that was one issue I had with the game. But I, my hope would be same system, different game. Like how, like I hope that Octopath Traveler, if it were to ever get some kind of push, I wouldn't want a sequel. I'd want you know a new game with the same style of combat. Right. So, I don't know. I'm excited about this. Because I didn't know this, and Matt sent it to me, and I was at work, and I was like, ah, I want it. Yeah, it looks, I mean, I've never played the Bravely games, but I'd be interested. They're really good. I'd be interested if they were ported to Switch. Yeah. But then you can't turn on the 3DS 3D and watch them stand out from the thing. I, yeah, that's a bummer, but. It, it's it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Like It was I like, know. I think I did. I was like, oh, that's cool. Every, every game that I've played with the 3D, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Eventually, I get over it. I mean, Kid Icarus, I think, is has... I mean, it's, it's a fun game regardless, but it's very cool with the 3D. 
There's I a couple games that are very cool. Mario like, 3D Land, I that really enjoyed because I, pl- I only played. I think I played that whole game with the 3D. On. I played most of it with the 3D on. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, the only other thing I have to talk about in terms of news is that we got two new NES classics. Did you hear about uh, yeah, these? Yeah, great. Two. Well, two, as opposed to three. Well, two, one of them being Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I dig that one. Uh, and it, the question is, is it enough for me to download the thing? Because I, I literally still haven't downloaded really? the thing that allows you to play the end. I just don't care. Like, I, I just don't. I mean, I just download it for the sake of it. I mean, I played the Mario Brothers 3 on it. I know but you did. Is Mario Brothers 2 on there yet? I don't know. If it's there, I would, I'd play through that. I don't know. I like having I like having original Mario Brothers on basically any Nintendo system I play on, so. Mm-hmm. Eh. <laughs> but Zelda 2 is kind of cool to be on there. Blaster Master, I don't know much about. I just know that Blaster Master Zero was like a game people were playing on the Switch when it came out because it was like one of the few games that was out on Switch when yeah. the game came out, when the system came out. So, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're interested. Yeah, there are it's a couple a game. NES games that I'm, a game. I'm happier on the system, but none of them, like, other than Mario Brothers 3, I wasn't, like, chomping at the bit to play any of them. Right. So. No, no, there's nothing that I'm like, oh, I gotta play that. Yeah, I get that. I don't blame you. Let's just say that much. Right, right. Um, so, Matt, that's all the news we have this that week. Do you want to talk uh, a little bit about a main discussion topic? All right, so our main discussion topic this week is something very near and dear to my heart. <laughs> as a human being i have i have been accused of loving this more than people and i believe it it's amiibo yes so we have a a semi-regular series that has no name on this podcast semi-regular more like we did it twice and then we didn't do it for like hey 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 hey. we're on episode like 35 that's almost a tenth of the episodes we'll have it now you're right um the the system where we are and where we've been versus where we want to go with a Nintendo series. So I think last time we've done we've done Animal Crossing and did we do Star Fox? Did we do Animal Crossing? I thought we did Animal I Crossing. I remember doing I remember doing Star Fox. I thought we did F0. F0 was the other one we did. Yes. So we talk about where we are these things and where we'd like to see them in the future and I said to Matt, we have nothing to talk about. Let's talk about Amiibo. Yeah. So current state of Amiibo I'm going to say what... Genuine trash. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to be a little bit nicer about it, but yeah. At this point, it's kind of like petered off for new games getting Amiibo, except for Smash. It's petered off. But here is the the hard truth. That's like one of those... You know know those those hard pill to swallow memes? Yes. This is one of those, okay? Amiibo were never good. They just weren't. No, they weren't. They were never good. But here's the thing. There was a point when they sold, like, cocaine like yeah. you would oh, yeah. you would see empty amiibo shelves everywhere you well, went it's because there was the empty promise of them doing like doing something you know yeah it's like you know there's the smash amiibo which were like the big ones and then they had like the right. secondary amiibo you know like the yarn yoshi the shovel knight the olimar the the samus and metroid like there were a couple high-profile ones outside of smash well but... a lot of those came out way after smash yeah. you know like 2014 it was it was just those Smash ones that people were like, whoa. Because Smash was what originally introduced Yeah, that was Amiibo. the Amiibo. And it was like, whoa, that's a really cool idea. And I mean, like, that original idea for Smash for Wii U with the Amiibo, that is a cool idea, being able to train those fighters. Yeah. That is pretty cool. And so people went crazy for those. And then I think the next wave was the Super Mario, Super Mario 
Super Mario Rave. Yeah, the ones for Mario Party, right? Yeah, the one they came out uh, attached to Mario Party, but they are just the Super. They've been coined the yeah. Super Mario Wave of Amiibo, and, and they did then there fine. were those, and they did. I mean, they didn't sell out like the Crazy. Smash ones did, but that's also because Nintendo knew the supply more, I believe, yeah. and also because they weren't as popular. They weren't as wanted. And then the Animal Crossing ones came out, which was a different problem altogether. Yeah, that was, I think, the reason that, like, I think that's why everyone's like, well, Amiibo are kind of trash. No, because, I don't I don't think that's why people are like that. I don't, I don't think it's the reason why they're trash. I think it's the reason why people are like, oh, yeah, these are a little trash. Well, the, the issue is, after Smash, no games really came out that were like, boom. Amiibo, you know, like games are like, oh, tap the Amiibo and you'll get a health potion or you'll get this or. Yeah. And it, that like that was it. And I just like, I don't know. You're going to ask people to buy these $13 toys and then you're just not going to do anything with them. You know, like po- the point of Toys to Life is having toys come to life. You know what yeah. I mean? And they only did that in Smash. And there was one free to play game on the. On the um, Wii U channel? No, on the 3DS. Oh, that was you know that um, Mario versus Donkey Kong. Yeah, the series. Series where the like with yeah. the little toys. Yeah. There was one like that, and you played with toys of all the characters, and if you tap the amiibo, you could use that character. Interesting. I was like, that's. It. But then it um. Then it went into, you also had to buy. A further extension of the game in order to play certain characters. Oh, and it just got it just got upsetting, the way they did it, and it was like this game is not worth that. Yeah. But it was a good basis of like we could make a game about amiibo, you know. Yeah. But they they were never willing to do that because one of their things with amiibo was we don't want to stop people from enjoying our game because they don't have the amiibo. Yeah, especially but, after amiibo festival did as horribly as it okay, did. Okay, <laughs> well, I mean, the issue with amiibo festival is that. There's a couple issues. Well, the biggest issue is that even if it played up to four people on its own, it was just not a very good game. Well, it was a fine game, but it wasn't anything incredible. And then you're like, oh, and also if you want to play with four people, you need to buy two more Amiibo. Yes, but I I don't think the Amiibo itself were the issue because the Amiibo were what you needed to play the game. You know, They were your game pieces. They, it was a way of bringing Amiibo into the game and saying like, all right, Let's dip our toes into making an Amiibo-required game. Yeah. And that would have been okay if the game itself was fun. Yeah. You know, like, the, well, I feel the like, Amiibo yeah. were not the issue with that game. The issue with the game was that it, you walked around a board and did nothing. Yeah. You know? Except the only thing fun in that game was that stock system. Yes. That was, like, kind Don't of a risk-reward kind A couple of times we played it, I enjoyed it. It was just, like, kind of like what you said. The, the game was the problem, but the Amiibo took the rap for it. Right, Exactly. But then if you look at their side games in Amiibo Festival, and there is one where it's like one of those crack the safe kind of games. Yeah. But then there's one that's this island survival thing. And you pick three. Remember they have the Amiibo cards? Yeah. Which we can talk about also. But uh, they had the Amiibo cards where you um, picked three of your Amiibo cards and you played with them. And those were your characters. Okay. And you each different character had different abilities and they, they fell into different like types different yeah categories different categories and they could do different things which was really cool yeah and it, it was very fun playing with those characters in that vein because you could play as any character in animal crossing history essentially yeah 
and say, all right, this person's going to do this, this person's going to do this. And they all had their different strengths, and it was it was just fun to use them like that. Yeah. And that, to me, showed, wow, okay, Amiibo could be used in interesting ways. Yeah. But they just, they literally just weren't, you know? Yeah. And, like, um, Happy Home Designer did an interesting thing with the cards, where yeah. if you tap the card, you could build a house for that person. And then if you took those cards, you could save the houses you built for those characters and bring them into Amiibo Festival and have those houses around that town, That's which I thought was a very interesting idea. But again, it, it just doesn't go far enough. Yeah. And it's like now, like currently, the state of the Amiibo in general, I feel like there's 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 three different camps. There's the Smash Amiibo. They still sell because people like the Smash characters, and every Smash character is going to have one, right? They don't. They don't sell anywhere near as good as they used to. No, they we used to. But they, so Ridley sold out, and then within three days you could find Ridley. Yeah, they're they're around, but they're still selling. Like Nintendo's still making them. Like the Smash, they do what the Smash Amiibo do. They no changes there. I no, there's definitely a change. They do no. not sell as well as they used I'm, to. I'm saying in all. terms of function. Oh, okay. And it's, making them. They they do the same thing. Yes, yes, they're not selling out like gangbusters anymore, but they're, they're still the Smash Amiibo. They're, they're still doing what they do. Right. There's the game-specific Amiibo. These are like, hey, Pikmin had the Pikmin Amiibo. And the only game that can use the Pikmin Amiibo for anything special and specific is Hey Pikmin. I believe it counts as an Olimar Amiibo in Smash. I believe that. But I'm saying like it doesn't have any other functions. Like, they're like, right. this is an Amiibo... For this game, buy it with this game, it gives you a thing. But then... And then Metroid is the same way, where Metroid Samus Return had the special items you can only get with Samus and the special difficulty you can only get with the Metroid. So the thing about that, though, is that when you buy a character... Okay, let's say I bought the Smash Mario Amiibo. Yeah. Right? Any game that says, you get this thing if you tap your Mario Amiibo, that one will work. Yeah. And then I could get the Super Mario Wave Mario Amiibo. And it still and it works. works as a Mario Amiibo in Smash. Yeah. It works as a Mario Amiibo anywhere. The only one that has certain content locked behind it, I believe, is the Wedding Mario. Yeah, Wedding Mario does, I think, something specific in Mario Odyssey. Right, exactly. That no other one does. It's like, yeah, so there's that secondary category, which I want to talk about. But the third category I just want to talk about real fast is like the ones that, yeah, it's like these kind of ambiguous ones that work in more than one game kind of by design. So like the Animal Crossing Amiibo cards, which you work in much, uh, the Animal Crossing figures, which work in Amiibo Festival, they work in Home Designer, and they actually work in regular Animal Crossing now. Yes. That category is the category I feel like they should be going towards. Oh, yeah, no. Series-based so... Amiibo seems like a great idea because when you think about games like, I mean, even the little things like, you know, in Mario Kart, if you scan the Amiibo, you can get the outfits for your Mii player or how animal crossing has all these different things you can do with the card like oh i can scan this card to have this person come in their van to my campground or come to my village or just give me an item that kind of thing is a great idea and i feel like that's where amiibo should be going there's also the kirby wave amiibo oh yes and planet robobot they gave you special abilities that you couldn't get any other way yeah so you'd put those kind of in super cool you kind of put them in that second group then right with the metroid and the Pikmin? Yeah. 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 Those um, ones, I think, it's like, I feel like they're going towards the second and third categories right now, and I don't, I don't like okay, you, the one category. You say they're going towards those categories. I say in two years, Amiibo will be dead. You think so? Yeah, because how, how does Nintendo use Amiibo right now? 
Did you see any marketing for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate about the amiibo? No. Like exactly. <laughs> you know, Pokemon doesn't use amiibo. Um, that is incredible. Pokemon Let's Go doesn't do anything with the amiibo. I mean, neither did Sun and Moon, and they were out by that point. Yeah. Um, this game right here, Super <laughs> Mario Bros. U Deluxe, a Mario game, doesn't do anything with the Super Mario series amiibo. Yeah. Um. Poke, Pokemon did do stuff with the amiibo. Pokemon, so did, Pokemon did. That one. Yeah. I think in the grand scheme of things, if you ask me where, where amiibo is going to be in the next two years, I wouldn't say they're going to be dead, but I think that secondary category of, hey, here's a new game, buy the amiibo, and it does something special in that game, and basically that's it, will be still around, but that will be it. I, see, I think that's stupid because the idea of the Smash amiibo is like, I just bought this Link amiibo, and it's going to work in this game, it's going to work in this game, it's going to work in this game. Yes. You know, I mean, the one thing about that Smash Link Amiibo is that one became relatively hard to find. Because of Breath of the Wild. Because of the reprints. No, be- I mean, before Breath of the Wild. No, I'm saying because of Breath of the Wild. That's like why, it- wasn't that the reason why it went up in price? Because you can only get a pony. No, that I-, I think it was up in price before that because oh. it got rare. But uh, yeah, you it, can't it was find one of the wave one. Yeah, you yeah. can probably find them now. But yeah, it's the only way to get a pony in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It's... I don't like the idea of saying, oh, you can only get this one ami- thing in the game by getting the amiibo. But, like, if you want amiibo to sell, like, that's how they do it, right? I, like... In the grand scheme of things. Because, honestly, let's be honest with ourselves. The Smash amiibo didn't sell no. well because of the fact of what they did in Smash Brothers. They sold well because they're toys of Nintendo characters. Right, yeah. And, I mean, at that point, it was the collectibles aspect. Now people have collected at least one kind of variant of most characters. People who yeah. do want to collect those things. You know, so it's it's an old thing to them. Some people are like, why do I want this Mario in a in a tux when I already have regular, regular Mario? Mario? You know, and I totally get that. And then the other thing is like, strategy-wise, strategy-wise, if I say, I make all these amiibo and say, oh, you can only get this thing in this game if you buy this specific amiibo, and then the same thing for 20 other games. Strategy-wise, that's a good idea. That will make you buy, make more money because you'll be buying people will be buying more amiibo. But, but. <laughs> when you add the human aspect to do it, people are going to say, wait a minute, they're locking this super arbitrary thing against Behind this one amiibo. Like, I didn't care about getting the Odyssey amiibo because I didn't care about getting an extra heart. I didn't care about getting a couple extra coins. Yeah. Like, whatever. You know? Yeah. I just feel like the only way that they'll... Hmm. Let me try to word this right. Because they're not just making toys, even though they could just sell them as toys and people would still buy them, that's why I think if they're if we're keeping in the figures world, they'll keep doing that because it makes them an excuse to make another Mario, to make another Link, to make another Olimar. And, like, they could say, oh, the old Olimar works too. But, like, if you say... Ooh, you know, with Mario. I mean, I didn't have a Mario Amiibo. I wouldn't mind getting a Mario Amiibo. But when Mario Odyssey's Amiibo came out, I was like, oh, those ones are really cute. I want them. So I bought them because I wanted them on my shelf. And also they did something cool. And I think Nintendo knows at this point, people aren't buying them for for the... uh, People aren't buying them for the the perks that they get in video games. Like, I just buy them because I think they're cute. There's the thing, though, okay? There are people who... Most people, when the Smash ones came out, were collectors. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I was both a collector and I used them in Smash for Wii U. I've, I haven't even tapped an amiibo in Smash Ultimate. Me neither. But, um, I think the issue with that, though, is that collectors have started to care, like, vastly less and less. Yeah. Like, like, so less. 
and you about can, them. And you can see that in the amount of Amiibo that are coming out. I mean, obviously, when Smash was out, like, when they were still getting the first wave of Smash characters out, obviously, they were Amiibo coming out all the time because there was 50-something characters. But, yeah, compare it out to even take out the Smash from the equation. You know, like you said, we got the Mario series Amiibo. We got the secondary Mario series Amiibo because I know Waluigi wasn't in the first set. And he wasn't the second yeah. set. And then we also had the Animal Crossing Amiibo. And we had a bunch of Fire Emblem Amiibo that were for only used for Yeah, and they face. did something cool, you know? And yeah. They, oh, they could only be used for face. Well, they could be used in either of the games. Echoes. Yeah. So they had and different you could, functions. you could bring Marth into one of those games. You know, yeah. that's really cool. You could also use them. Uh, they gave you spe- like specific stuff for those characters and Fire Emblem Warriors. And um, Codename Steam used the Fire Emblem characters. Really? And you could you could play as certain Fire Emblem characters in Codename Steam. I did not know that. That's actually cool to know because I have Codename Steam sitting on my desk. And uh, it was have four, it was four dollars. Of course, I'm gonna buy it. It's four dollars. You would love it. I, I know. I love that. That's game. why I bought it. But I'll be sure to use my my Crom and Ortiki amiibo in the game and see what happens. I don't know. I don't know if all of them work. I don't think those two worked because they came out later. Well, I think Tiki would work. So I think Crom came out before. I don't remember. I don't remember. I either. I know Ike works. I know for a fact Ike works, and I think Mark yeah. works. But it's 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 weird because it's like now it, it's. For, I feel like the most enfranchised people, Amiibo is getting so much less fun. Because, like, you said this to me. Now it's not, I need to find, I need to hunt for the Amiibo. Because they're readily available at this point. Because they're making more, and the demand is lower. But at the same time, for people like me who are like, I'm not getting into the Amiibo game because I just want this, like, characters X, Y, and Z are the ones I want, and that's all I want. Now I can finally get them. The other day, Sarah was at Target. She's like, there's Ganondorf Amiibo here you want. And I was like, yes! I want Ganondorf. I'm gonna put I put I put him on my shelf. It's the Cloud and Lucina. I'm like, all right, these are the amiibo I want. So it's 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 like such a weird spot currently, but the future of it I feel like so much relies on what Nintendo decides. Well, I mean that's that's the problem. Nintendo has partially already screwed the pooch. Oh yeah, amiibo, and it's like part part of the fun for me because I I have significantly more than half the Smash roster in amiibo. Yeah, Matt has like seventy amiibo. <laughs> I have a lot of amiibo. But uh, it's definitely more than 70 now. Oh, my God. Um, that was the fun of, like, who am I going to find now? Oh, my God, I can't believe I just found Fox. You yeah. Know? Like, that, that was crazy. It was part of the fun. It, it was part of the fun. And then the other part of the fun was using them in Smash. And then, like, Super Mario Party 10 wasn't really a great game, but it, it did have interesting amiibo support in that game. Super Mario Party didn't have any amiibo support. No, again, again. That wow. was I that was actually... trying to think... I can go over there if we pause it right now, bring over my Switch game and say, this game could have, but it didn't. This game couldn't, but it didn't. Yeah, there's, like, so many games that, like, have amiibo functionality where it's just, like, get you the thing. Like, Pokken has it where, like, you scan the thing, you, you get, get a, a couple extra coins. Yeah, you get Thank a couple you. extra coins. Same thing with Bayonetta. The same thing goes with Fire Emblem Warriors. Same thing goes with... Hyrule Warriors. So, I'm sorry. Super Mario Party did. If you scan amiibo, you if you scan an Mario Party amiibo, you get a foil sticker of that character, which is usually 5,000 coins. Wow, great. Or you scan any amiibo and you get 500 coins. It's not like, it's wow, like one of those great. general, like, hey, you have amiibo, you can use them for this one thing, which is weird. I, my sincere hope is the only way I think that amiibo really survive is through the card-based system and having something with Animal Crossing. My hope for amiibo surviving is you make a good game that relies on amiibo. If they do that... I'd be so happy if they did, like, give me, you know what I want? Give me Amiibo Warriors. 
because that I mean that would be interesting. Yeah. I think I think the biggest issue is because Nintendo was too afraid. If we make a game that relies on amiibo, people are going to be upset with us, and then they're gonna. And I mean, when they had the Wii U, when the Wii U was out, and when amiibo started coming out. You know, Nintendo was already in a bad place. So if they made any wrong moves, it was would, over. It just would have been even worse for Nintendo. So I get why they didn't do it then. Now's the time. But yeah, now is the time to say, you know what? We're gonna do it. And if you can't play this game because you don't want Amiibo, that that's on you. Like, yeah. You play this game with like look at Disney Infinity. It's gone now. But at the time, it was a it was a very I don't want to say it was a very good game. It was a it fine was a game. good game. It was a fun game. And it had it got three games. It got 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. And each game, it got better and better. By 3.0, I would say that Disney Infinity was a genuinely good game. And it just had so much stuff. And all the new characters that they were adding were just so unique. You know, you could play as traditional Disney characters. Then you could play as Marvel superheroes. You could play as Star Wars characters. And they all played differently. Yoda played differently than Obi-Wan. Um, Ahsoka from the TV series played different from those guys. Yeah. I think you're right. There has to be... The, the survival key here is saying here's a new game that uses the mario amiibo the fire emblem amiibo the animal crossing amiibo and the smash amiibo that aren't third party because i'm assuming whatever game we're playing bayonetta probably doesn't belong right is that fair and like make it like 30 dollars on the eShop, digital only 20 dollars on the eShop, digital only free on the eShop, digital only yeah i mean and then and then you run into the issue of Okay, I bought all these amiibo to play this one game, and I'm done with this game, and I waste all my money. And I'm never buying an amiibo again. That's why you still have to put quality content into your other games about amiibo. You yeah. Know? And then I mean, like, amiibo. You also need... said you also said about making different variants of different characters, which I think yeah, that could work if you find a really good excuse. I I think the groomsman Mario, and the wedding Peach and the tux Bowser were good ideas for that. They were cute, but I also think the more characters you make, the more, the more amiibo you can make. Look at Pokemon. If Pokemon wanted to use amiibo, if they made more iconic, I, now I'm not saying make 807 amiibo. I know I, what I'm saying. Make 15 arms amiibo. Shut up. Sorry, 16. 16. 16. I'm saying I, th- there's another game that didn't have yeah. amiibo support, but I'm saying if you take some of the more iconic Pokemon. And you make amiibo for it, like They'd Pokemon series amiibo, they would sell like crazy. There is no EV amiibo. Think that about is surprising. That. Um, That's really surprising. There's no EV. There's no Mew amiibo. No, that one I'm not surprised about. There's no Victini amiibo. I'm just kidding. Matt, I'm just kidding. But I mean, think of it like what? Okay, all there's right. still not a. Tr- what if a Rowlet amiibo came out with Sun and Moon? Oh my like, god. Like what if oh, Rowlet, Litten, god. and Poplio got amiibo when Sun and Moon came out? Don't even tell me that those wouldn't have sold. No, they would have sold like gangbusters. Yeah. It's just, I mean, then the issue comes with like, what would you have done with them? You know? Yeah. But like, I mean, there. I think there's things yeah. you could have done with them. What if you tapped them and Rowlet got a hat? What if you tapped it and your starter Rowlet, instead of having a bow tie, had a long tie? How about they just make a Pokeball amiibo? And they're like, hey, you want to transfer your Pokemon from Let's Go to Pokemon? You can do it with the online service. Oh my god! Or scan That's a your amiibo. great idea. See, see, this is the thing. What I think in in conclusion of all this, every way that we're talking about amiibo doing this, I'm not saying we're done. I'm just saying in every way that we're talking about, it seems like amiibo needs some big shot in the arm that says, "All those amiibo you have, 
are worth something that you need to do with them. Not like with Bayonetta where it's like, well, yeah, you can scan up to 25 Amiibo in a day and it makes buying the upgrades for Bayonetta kind of pointless because it's like you get so much more scanning 25 Amiibo than you do literally anything else. So you should do it, but it's not like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go, go home and scan all my Amiibo. It's like, oh, I guess I'll go home and scan Amiibo. We need that like big game, whether it's like, you know, a new game that says only Amiibo or, you know, transfer your Pokemon with your Amiibo. It's a lot faster. And it's like, okay, look at Pokin, okay? Now let's say in this crazy hypothetical world that also may or endure, may not be coming up in a future Pinkle Peep episode oh, no. that we do. If there's a Pokin 2 and they go a little bit deeper into those RPG elements where you pay where your Pokemon level up. And you save your Pokemon to a Pokeball. And then when you go over to your friend's house and like, let's play Pokemon 2. And then you're like, oh, I don't have the Pikachu move, like the Pikachu build that I really like. Oh, yes, I do, because he's on my Pokeball. And then you tap him into your friend's Switch. And then you could play with your Pikachu. Yeah, I'd love that. I also wish that I could just put my Amiibo fighters. Uh, I mean, not my Amiibo fighters. My Mii fighters on an Amiibo and just scale them into yours. Yeah, because be I cool. like the outfits I made for mine and you don't have them yet. So, uh... I don't know. Sorry. What if you just could, like, do just, like, just these little things? What if I, like, in Mario, Super Mario Party, if you had the amiibo in front of you and you got a friend phone, you could, like, it'd be like, you know, press A on the friend phone or scan an amiibo and you get that character. That might be a little broken, though. No, but here's the thing. I'd say I'd be broken, but the best character, quote unquote, in terms of, like, odds of getting a good role is Donkey Kong. And I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. You don't get it all that often. You don't get it that often. Because we played, on New Year's, we played a game of Super Mario Party, and me and my team, 10 turns, we only rolled the Donkey Kong die. And the first four turns, we did not move. <laughs> so, if, if I had a stack of games in front of me, I could say, why doesn't this game do this? Why doesn't this game do this? Splatoon yeah. had great Amiibo support. It still has it. Uh, you get you get exclusive, like, exclusive challenges. Gears. Oh, the challenges. You, first of all, you get the challenges, and once you beat the challenges, then you get the gear. I don't know if that's in Splatoon 2. I know the gear that's is in Splatoon 2. That's the way it was in Splatoon 1. You got special challenges. So the story mode, you um, you could only play the story mode with... Um, the main gun, The right? main gun in Splatoon 1. But then when you tapped an amiibo... You could do it with um, different with guns. The, with the boy amiibo, you could do it with um, either the um, sniper or with the roller. And then with the girl, you could do it with the other one of those two. I um, I remember not liking that when it came out, but that was also like the first time they locked any content behind an amiibo, right? Which and but, I th but the thing about that is that that is, in the in the grand scheme of Splatoon, that is such little content. Yeah. Yeah. Still, at the same time, goes a long way for people who love Splatoon. Yeah. That like, if you were gonna play those anyway, you probably love Splatoon enough to want to buy those amiibo. Yeah, and I think that's really what it boils down to. It's like. I don't care what you put behind the amiibo, but you gotta make it like worth it enough for the fans who like are diehard X character fans anyway, who would probably buy the amiibo, worth it for them. Like, right. I mean, the amiibo two pack for Samus Returns was cute. I mean, I liked the Metroid one, but I'm a big Metroid fan, so like, I really wanted those amiibo to begin with. But then also knowing that I had access to a very hard mode, that if I ever wanted to play a very hard version of that game, I had the option of doing that. It was like, oh, cool, I really need this. It's like, it's just that extra little push. But still, I still think we need that big push. Like, the the, the second smash, where it's like, oh, you need the amiibo for this game, because look at all the right. cool things. And I, I think them. that if you and I... Now, now, 
Mike and I were really holding out on something interesting to talk about this episode, and it didn't come, and that's why we decided to talk about this. Yes. But uh, if we if we said we were going to have this discussion a week ago, and we really thought about it, I bet we could come up with some ways that Amiibo could be used in games that already exist. That already know? do exist, like, yeah. I mean, Where's what the Pyro Amiibo? I'm sorry. Dude, I don't know, man. But again, that would sell. I mean, like, you don't at, think that? Oh, that arms, would sell so okay? good. Why can't you tap a Mario amiibo and either get a two ideas? A, you get a Mario costume for Springman, mm-hmm. or you get a um, f- a fire flower arm, and it shoots little fireballs. I'd love that. Wouldn't that be so cute? Why can't you tap a Samus amiibo and get a Samus gun as an arm? Yeah. Why I would honestly I would love to just be able to save my loadouts for my characters that I like on Amiibo in That's arms. That's cool too. Also, you know what I was I was thinking I was thinking about this on the way home today. I would have loved if they had said in Smash like, "Hey, you know how like in the old games there was like Mew, and if whenever Mew showed up, you dropped a CD, and like that was a way to get CDs. What if there was like a different item or assist trophy or Pokeball that when it landed, it had the chance of giving you a ninth costume for a character and they said but if you have the amiibo for that character you can just straight up unlock it from the start that'd be cool that'd be cool that like that's the kind of stuff like it's cosmetic it doesn't really matter but i'd be like oh my gosh if i don't have the cloud amiibo i want that alternate costume boop i got it okay you know there's just so many things they could have done with it and the fact is is right now they're still selling well enough that they're still making them so it's like I guess my biggest concern is, like you said, the collectors are starting to care less. So how much longer do we have with this business-as-usual thing before Amiibos... I, I mean, you. I think you can tell in their marketing that Amiibo is not business-as-usual anymore, quote-unquote. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying I'm saying business-as-usual in terms of, like, we're doing the exact same thing and it's still working. They're just like, yep, there's a new Amiibo for Smash. Exactly. They're here. They sell. They're gone. Yeah, the biggest thing for me is, like, I've said this before, you notice that they started... Amiibo shelves are starting to disappear from, like, stores. Yeah, in our in the Target closest to me, or us, I guess, they do not have an Amiibo shelf. Yeah. They don't. They have a shelf that they put Amiibo on now, but it's not the Amiibo so, shelf. Sometimes. I mean, I certain, went there... Certain Targets other, do, certain Targets don't. I think they like last week, and they didn't even have Amiibo. Yeah. The, the GameStop where our friend Luke works has, I think, three or four racks, like, single single rack that has amiibo on it and that's yeah it. two year or 2014 that entire wall was, was amiibo. amiibo now in in gamestop's defense what was nintendo making that was selling at that point <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> true. fair point um but i mean there you go that was probably the grimmest one of these that we've done yeah hopefully uh, we come up with a name soon yeah yeah we need to think of something but um, you got anything else to say about Amiibo, Mike? My thing is, I'd like to hope that Amiibo stay around because when I was growing up, if you told me I could buy action figures of all the characters in Super Smash Brothers, I would have bought them all and played with them and only never wanted another toy for Christmas. And I would, it would have been easy when there were only ten characters in Smash. Um, no, 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 no. I was, I, I still would have wanted them when when Melee was out. That's twenty four characters. I would have done. I would have loved them. And if I was thirteen or fourteen, I would have loved having all of them and shifting them on my shelf. And like, you know, maybe, maybe like, you know, put them in cool poses and stuff. And nowadays, I have them and I buy them and I just stick them on my shelf. I have 
Like, I've bought so many Amiibo that I don't do anything with. I bought the Cloud Amiibo. I didn't have the Cloud DLC. I couldn't use the Amiibo on the 3DS because I didn't own Cloud. But I bought it because I wanted it. And I just, I don't know, as a kid, I would have loved that. So I hope that we keep that because kids should still be able to buy Nintendo action figures. And, like, you can buy a Mario action figure now. But, like, where are you going to buy the Ganondorf action figure? Where are you going to buy a Fire Emblem action figure that's not vastly inappropriate? <laughs> I don't know. That's my hope. But yeah. they need to do something. Otherwise, it's it's over. God, this is really dark. It, I, except, I mean, I think everything else Nintendo has done in the past couple of years is built on the, you know, swim or drown. And I think... Amiibo Sink or swim is the that's term you're what it for. is. Swim Sink or, or swim. drown. <laughs> and I think that's what Amiibo needs to do as well. Yeah. All right. On that very, very, very dark note. Now, it's fun fact of the week. <laughs> when a diner on his menu says half a chicken, it may in fact be half a chicken. Oh, God. That's a lot of chicken. <laughs> Last night, I went to the diner, right? And I'm currently uh, a, a diner near us. And I'm currently on a like a strict diet, and I was trying to look around like really quickly on the menu, like what can I eat? What can I eat? And on the specials, I saw half a roasted chicken, and I was like, uh-huh. they can't actually give me like a big half a roasted chicken, like half of a really big chicken, could they? They so gave you half a chicken. I didn't was they? like, I'll have half a roasted chicken, and the waitress like even gave me a look, but she was like, okay. As she came back with this massive fucking plate. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. That time I genuinely didn't mean it. And I was like, oh, my God. That's straight up half a chicken. Uh-huh. Oh, God. That's great. <laughs> my fun fact is that if you, if you see something that shouldn't be there, do the right thing. I'm going to explain that because this I walk to the train station every day from my house. It's about an 11-minute walk from my house to the train station. And I was walking, minding my business, looking for all the stupid Nintendo Direct announcements that didn't happen. <laughs> and I looked down and I saw an American Express credit card oh. on the ground. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Now, I could have walked past and be like, well, it's not my American Express card. I, I should just walk. Should but no, I, I was a good citizen. I picked up the card. I put it in my pocket. I went and to I work. stole it. No. I kidding. went to work. I called American Express, told them I found the card, and to like let the person know. And I cut it up into tiny little pieces and threw it out in the shredder because I'm a good citizen. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Sarah said I was going to have good karma. And I'm like, you're right. I'm going to get good karma because I didn't steal. And did anything good happen to you? Not yet. Well, I'm working on Saturday, so I guess actually technically something bad happened, but I don't know. I was going to go really dark, and I decided not to. Please don't. Um, So that's our show. If you want to reach out to us, you can contact us at gmail.com, pinkgoldpeeps at gmail.com. Matt's eagerly awaiting his first actual piece of hate mail. Tell me how wrong my opinions are. Yes. Um, Also, you can follow us on Twitter at pinkgoldpeeps. We post some funny stuff, I think. We also uh, can be found, if you subscribe to us, on SoundCloud or on iTunes. SoundCloud, we're Pink Gold Peeps. iTunes, we're still Pink Gold Peeps feed. We're rolling with it. I like it. We're, we're keeping we're, it that we way. Pink Gold Peeps um, feed. If there's anything you want us to talk about or anything you want to reach out to us about, actually, reach out to us in any of these ways. We're pretty much checking all of them semi-regularly. Yep. Uh, so let us know if there's anything else. Is there anything else? Oh, Rick's Record made our opening. Yeah. Sorry, we're a little out of practice, as you can tell. That that three weeks, two weeks we took off, I think it really messed me it up. It felt longer than it actually was. Yeah. 
But we're back, and hopefully next week we'll have some actual news to talk about. Yeah, but until maybe. then, uh, we'll uh, have a good night, and we'll talk to you next week. I like how I like how we're not even talking about like send us actual mail. No, it's, it's just the hate mail. Send us a hate. Yeah. Oh, well, Matt also messaged me and said, "I'm really hoping for my first piece of like I'm kind of anticipating my first piece of hate mail." <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, Matt, <laughs> whatever you say." Yeah, but um. But yeah, that's it. On that note, uh, wow, Mike. Do you see what that says in really small print? It doesn't say anything. No, it does. Right it, no, Do no, it doesn't. It? Do you want me to read it to you? No. Ciao!